First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. It is kind of the weirdest uh, thing in the world. Tomorrow's forecast is uh, calling for no rain. What is going on? No, it must be a typo. It's weird. It's crazy. Uh, and is uh, Angelo not coming in today? Or is he uh, just he's, not? He's, he's, he's running a little bit behind. Okay, that's because he was out partying last night. Oh, no. And truthfully, he was yeah. getting me a coffee this morning, but apparently he said that uh, somebody is waiting for all the donuts to be baked. <laughs> okay. Oh, so he's... He's stuck in the drive-thru. I mean, okay. 15 minutes. I don't know if I really believe uh, He was with us last night. We went to that. Uh, went to Nostro's opening last Ooh. night. How was that? It was excellent. Actually, it might be one of the best, um, call it a soft opening. Um, I mean, it was crowded, so I wouldn't call it a soft opening. But usually on opening night, nobody knows what they're doing. The food is rough. The food is late. The food is... And none of that was true last night. Everything was spot on. Which is typical of uh, of Francis. Yeah, and did he bring staff over from one of his other places? That that's why they um, knew what was going. I got to right? tell you, I think these were all new people, and they really? were. And and even if he did, they're learning a completely different style, a different menu. Everything was, you know, it's it's different. So you'll, it's a different experience. So if you go there and you have dinner, it will be a different experience. It's in the old Oneida National Building. Which is, I love the look of it to begin with. The look is cool. The uh, the United National Building, of course, has that uh, mural of the Iroquois Nation up on the uh, the wall. Not only did they keep it, but it seems that they polished it and freshened it up. It looks like the, the colors are bright. It looks like it's brand new, and it's not. But it, it was uh, anyway. So you get, uh, the, for instance, we did. Uh, I forgot what it's called. But uh, but there's uh, there's on the menu you can get a sampling of of a bunch of stuff and everything from uh, uh, carpaccio to Italian pasta and you know and and it's family style so everybody takes a little bit. It was really really good. So there's that. What did you get? Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. I mean, it was really quite incredible. Um, I'm not familiar with carpaccio. Uh, what's that? How did you say it? Carpaccio. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was so saying it wrong. So that's a raw, that's basically a, a raw whatever. It could be tuna, and, but this was beef. Okay. Really, really good. I like the raw kibbe. I've never had uh, carpaccio. Yeah. Delicious. Anyway, if you get a chance to check it out, they're going back at it again tonight. This restaurant was supposed to open um, like in March of last year, and you remember we had this little thing called uh, covid so it finally has has opened up. It was really something. Um, uh, let's see the All Star game last night. Wild, right? I watched. I saw maybe the, first the American four, League just once again four innings, and I kind of fell asleep. I saw boy Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit a home run. What was it nine thousand feet? I, I know. <laughs> almost well, hit it out of course field. Yeah, which I could not believe it. I I mean I just couldn't believe how far he hit the ball. And uh, I, I didn't catch the end of the game, obviously. Uh, but another win for the American League, no surprise there. They don't uh, do they? They still don't determine who gets home field advantage that way, do they? No, no. I, I do not believe so. And I'm surprised that some of the things that they're they've been playing with um, are going away, like um, seven inning uh, double headers and and that sort of thing. It looks like those are going to be going away. What are they saying? They're going to get rid of? They're going to make the shift. Illegal? 
How could they do I that? Don't know what Here's the rule changes. Um, on Tuesday, Rob Manfred said seven inning doubleheaders and playing extra innings with a runner on second base probably won't continue into 2022, and that those rules were only installed because of the pandemic. Manfred also mentioned how the league could look at banning the shift, something that is being experimented in, experimented with in double A ball. I think the double. So the shift. So you'd have to deal with it in a way that you that you deal with the baseline. So um, if you go out of the baseline, um, the runner would be out, right? The runner cannot go out of the baseline. Um, and in, I guess you'd have to do the same thing here, right? If you go out of your position, you could only have the way I've heard it talked about before is you can only have X number of fielders on either side of second base. So you could you could kind of slide your position a little bit, uh, okay. but you couldn't you couldn't take the third baseman and put them behind second base as they often do, and have the shortstop cover basically that whole second to third gap. Mm. It, it, that's how I've had it. I've heard I, it discussed. I, I before. feel like if they, if a team wants to defensively do that, they should be allowed to do that. They should be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, and 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 to your success or demise. Yeah, but I apparently not. Agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't understand why guys when you have basically six fielders on one side of the field, seven fielders on one side of the field. You only have an outfielder and an infielder covering the whole left side of the field. Nobody can – you can drop down a bunt. They didn't make yeah. that illegal, but yeah. nobody does it. Yeah. It's a I'm free base. Definitely yeah. for the person on second base. For yeah, I think that's kind of uh, circus-like, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm okay with that uh, going away. Listen, I, um, I my son was at the All-Star game last night. and That's awesome. Which was awesome. Uh, he lives in Denver, of course, and uh, I gotta get into it, and I gotta be careful because uh, his mom doesn't know. Um, I don't know if I want that out. I, I guess I'm gonna cut that. I'm dumping that. <laughs> oh, good. But uh, it was. I mean, he was jumped on the way out. What? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really bad. What? Um, uh, just, uh, I mean, I know he was wearing a Yankees jersey, but it had nothing to do with that. It was just some crazy person. Like what we saw, we were just talking about Rick Moranis getting sucker punched in New York City. Same thing happened to him. The guy was quickly arrested. There were cops everywhere. But, um, oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah. Crazy. He's, is he all right? Yeah. Uh, but he went to the emergency room last night. I mean, he, it, it, he said he'd never felt a punch where he didn't. Uh, he didn't know what was going on for like the first five seconds. Yeah, where it was, you know, shocking and jarring. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. And That's what we were dealing with last night. So this Can't person ran up it. to him and just, boom. Sucker punched him. And just the, did didn't the, know who he was. Hadn't, the guy wasn't at the game. It was somebody outside. He didn't say it something was, like, you looked at my girlfriend. Like no, he gave him no idea. No idea. Wow. Just one of these post-COVID crazy things. Mental it's, health. It is awful. Issues. What is going on oh, with people? Uh, President, I want to switch gears here. Um, President Biden takes a trip to Philadelphia talking about voter rights. Gave a speech yesterday, but will that be enough? Rachel Sutherland is on the line right now. Rachel, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, the president was in Philadelphia uh, talking about this effort in several red states to pass uh, uh, voting laws, uh, particularly Texas. We know about the Democrats who bailed there and came to D.C. The president said that these voting laws are the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. Uh, Republicans are saying that's a bit of hyperbole there, uh, but he called on uh, Congress, excuse me, Republicans in Congress, 
and, uh, and, and said, and also in states and cities, counties, to stand up for God's sake. So asking Republicans outright, have you no shame? Um, so this is uh, getting quite a bit of pushback. Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying that uh, basically Democrats are lying about the Texas voter law. Um, it, it, I was looking into some of the specifics of this, and it does uh, restrict uh, some uh, mail-in uh, balloting. It makes it, I should say, more difficult uh, for uh, some of that to occur. You have to have a voter ID. It also, uh, you know, limit uh, drive-in voting, 24-hour voting, um, and also, interestingly, uh, monthly citizen checks. So they're going to be going through the rolls and looking to make sure that the people on the voter rolls are citizens. So, mm. um, yeah, it, 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 there's some controversial stuff in here, especially with the Texas bill. But, uh, you know, the, the argument that this is the biggest challenge to our democracy since the Civil War, you know, that, that it, yeah, that's a little... Uh, from uh, the Republicans' point of view, a little extreme. Well, I think the uh, Japanese Americans might uh, challenge that. Um, yeah, or what was done to them? No, women, uh, <laughs> women. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We only got the right to vote. What about a hundred years ago? Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, you know, uh, there's got to be a way, though. One would think that we can find a way to make it so that it is. Um, I don't think easy to vote is a bad thing. It shouldn't be hard to vote. Um, but at the same time, it, it shouldn't be uh, easy should not make it insecure. There's got to be a way to make it secure, to make it um, easy, to make it uh, convenient, I guess would be a better word. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah. a like any other political problem we have in this country. It seems like if you find a happy medium, you're probably in the right place. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. And look, I mean, Senator Joe Manchin had proposed, um, not in legislation, but the idea, again, of making Election Day a federal holiday. Mm. It, you know, that, that can make sense from a lot of levels. And, and then you have, I mean, it'd be a crush on that one day, but if you have early voting as well, then the argument of someone's working, they can't get to the polls. Right, I mean, that's right. a legit argument, right, yeah. that, that someone's working uh, off hours or very long hours. Two or three jobs that can't get to the poll. Okay, well, you know, if you make election day a federal holiday and people have to have the day off, uh, there's really very few excuses for not getting to the poll. So yeah, there's, yeah. there may be different ways that this could be done, but this is this is something that's on fire. Really, the president doesn't have that many more options. The, the sweeping voting bill failed in the Senate. Uh, the the lawsuit they have going against the state of Georgia maybe won't go so well because their, Arizona got the uh, approval of the Supreme Court on their voting law. So, well, what else is he going to do? Yeah, Rachel, yeah. does the the new law not include uh, extended early voting? It does. Yes, there are some uh, extended early voting uh, there, and uh, also they have added some hours. Uh, to uh, get, like, I think the polls are going to be open late, uh, 9, 9 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. Um, there's this uh, idea of a ban on 24-hour voting. Uh, so uh, that was actually, uh, that began in Harris County. And that, Harris County in Texas, I remember this from the election, had the most, I guess, liberal policies as to who could come and when and where and the drive-through voting. It was all very new. 
But you can do drive-through voting and have it be secure because I yeah. think they're asking for vote, uh, for the ID there as well. So the idea of drive-through voting, and I mean, it, it doesn't sound insecure necessarily. Yeah. Would you like fries uh, with that? <laughs> I uh, exactly. And yeah, I, I mean, they have drive-through. They have you know all kinds of things. So, but yeah. this has really reached a fever pitch yeah. um, across the country. Uh, and the other part of this too is if you live in an area where you know, even parts of uh, our area and some of the uh, some of the inner city uh, voting locations, people wait for a long time. The polls end up shutting down. I, I'm, you know, there might be some people that say that happens because they're trying to impede the vote. Probably not. That is not the case. It's just probably just by chance it happened. But the other thing is, I remember when I when I lived in Providence, um, voting in my voting place was in downtown Providence at the Civic Center. Uh, this would have been 1996, whatever the year the presidential race was. I, I think we waited for like an hour to vote. Standing outside, the line was very long. Bigger cities. We don't see that up here. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of this, the outrage comes from places where you have to wait a long time, polls shut down. But in other parts of the country where you don't experience that, it's hard for us to understand that there's a problem out there, I guess. You- well, yeah, and that, and that is a good point. But, and that's the reason why Republicans make the argument that these rules should be made on local level because every, every place is different. Is a different. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree with that. So, All right, Rachel, thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, Rachel Sutherland from Fox News. Crazy, right? So, but I, I, we, every, it seems that we as human beings, you, uh, your opinion is based on what your experience is. Sure. And your little world that you live in is the way it is. So when someone says it's another way, you know, we had to wait hours in line and then the polls shut down. Um, the rest of us around the country are looking and saying, I don't know how you experience that. We don't experience that. Should have went so earlier. Can't be, it can't be true, right? Right. Right. Why would you go at a peak time or what? whatever? Oh. But I think in some places, um, and there is there is a history in the country where, especially in the in the South, where certain races were, uh, were discouraged uh, to vote. And so with that history, and then combine that with long lines, maybe... You know, that's playing a role in this whole thing. But, uh, again, finding some sort of a happy medium so that it's, it doesn't turn into a circus atmosphere to vote and that it's, uh, that it's safe and secure. I think uh, Mike says make it easier to vote but harder to cheat. That would make sense, right? Well, how do you do that, though? I, I don't know yet. I haven't figured that out. <laughs> We're working so, on it. Mike and I are, are putting that together. We're going to have a program <laughs> released soon. Uh, and we're going to team up with uh, Chill Mansion. Here's a comment from Nagel. The burden of proof is always on the state. I should not have to prove that I'm not breaking the law to exercise my constitutional right. False equivalent is uh, false equivalencies plenty. You have to show ID to fly, to go to a concert, to buy a beer. Too bad those are rights. Uh, those are not rights granted by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Um, true. You uh, often but- have to show, you know. The Second Amendment, you often have to, if you're stopped by police, you have to kind of show, I, I have a right to have this gun, or I'm legally allowed to carry this gun yeah. in many cases, right? Not a yeah. shotgun, but... Yeah, um, uh, yeah I guess there are... Um, there, there. It is... And again, it's... If... if I think that if, um, if humans were completely always innocent, 
We'd never have to worry about any of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, A, if humans would could be trusted, you know that no one would ever try to vote twice. You know that no one would ever try to vote um, if they're not eligible to vote. If humans, on the other flip side of the coin, if humans were innocent, you know that no um, local bigoted uh, uh, elections manager in some community would try to impede a, uh, a vote by minorities, right? That, right. That, so you can look at it both ways. That's the problem with this with this whole thing. Um, but I, I guess I don't know what's wrong with what we currently uh, what we currently have here. I don't think we see a problem here for the most part. Other than well, that whole uh, people not getting registered and yeah. well, you know, well, <laughs> the twenty twenty, the, yeah, you're right. I mean that was a, that was a mess. But I kind of feel like a lot of that was caused by by the cha- all the changes because of the pandemic. Yeah, you know, I like the old voting machines. Getting inside I never. There. I was so excited to be able to do that. And I know. By the time I was able the, to vote, it was the bubble. The lever comes across. <laughs> the curtain is there. You're in there on your own, and you vote. I used to think that was pretty. Pretty good. But apparently it wasn't. Apparently there were a lot of errors and machines would break down and all this other stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, the SAT sheet in the uh, electronic thing is foolproof. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. Uh, anyway, what else? This morning, um, well, we mentioned the uh, the restaurant opening last night. Uh, really, uh, if you have a chance to try that out, please do. Um, it is really, really good. 